So this audio, this podcast is sponsored by Soap and Water. Yes, you heard it right. Soap and Water can save your life. Um, it's not a sponsorship actually, it's a PSA. Please wash your hands. Um, there's an outbreak with the coronavirus and I all want you to be safe and sound so that you can continue to listen to the podcast. So please, every time you open a door, every time you think about eating your food, every time you want to shake a hand, every time you sneeze and you know you don't catch on the tissue and it's on your hand somehow, then you rub it if you're you know, with the trousers and all that stuff. Disgusting. Please just wash your hands, wash them, wash them with soap and water. Do it five times over and you'll be safe and you'll make the world a safer place. Alright, enjoy the episode. Alright, we're done. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Culture Shop Podcast. My name's Stephen Adeboye. And this is episode two of season two. I'm very excited to have my special guest in the lounge for the first time. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh, um, my name is Ita Pesek and I basically work in the film industry and just started my production company, which is very new. Great. That's amazing. So we probably talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we should actually dive into that. So you started your production company. Mm-hmm. So how long ago did you start? Actually, not very long ago, like we talked about it uh, with my friend for a bit and just now we started to get some few projects so we decided about two weeks ago that we'll just put it all together Yeah. and put it under some name, under some brand mm-hmm. so that we just don't do it like well, some project here, some project there. Yeah, yeah. And what's the brand, what's the name of your production company? <laughs> I've got a name for yeah, it. Yeah, we do. It's, <laughs> it's called Angry Wombat Films. All right. Well, yeah. where, where did the origin come from? Where did it... Uh, we basically were brainstorming and we first we wanted to call it uh, Good Soldier. Okay. But the name is already taken. Ah, as always. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because like we have connection there because I'm from Czech. She's from... Uh, She's from Finland. Okay. And her father likes the book, Czech book, Good Soldier Schweik. Right. So we thought, hey, we call it Good Soldier, but unfortunately. So then we were ba- uh, brainstorming with uh, one of the scriptwriters that writes uh, one of the scripts that we want to produce. And I don't know how it got to Wombats. We just got talking about Wombats. Wombats. <laughs> <laughs> and so I added the angry word there, so we decided it's gonna be angry wombat, but what is really freaky, because afterwards we um, talked about, I don't know, you can find out your spiritual animal. Yeah, Yeah. I know mine. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a wolf. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know, it's weird. Yeah. I was, I was, I was having a conversation and we're like, what's a spirit animal? I was like, uh, I don't know, so we Googled it. Yeah. And it's like, you're a wolf, it means a couple of things, I don't know. Ah, yeah. yeah, because it's like around 150 animals that you can be. Yeah. And mine, mine is Wombat. Wombat. <laughs> so it was like, this is freaky. <laughs> so, so it's meant to be. So wait, you found the name first. Then yeah, you found yeah. Spirit. It's I meant know, to be. I know, it's fate. I know. Fate came into, into play. <laughs> so your spirit animal talked to you and said, okay, yeah, let's call Wombat Productions. Yeah. And An- then, Angry Wombat. Angry Wombat. So yeah. the angry part is just angry. It's just part. funny. Like, it's just funny, yeah. Like, you know, like it's a um, bad robot. Yeah. So Something similar, you know, people just remember. It's yeah. not like something like evolution. Yeah, like something that. generic and boring yeah, and yeah, yeah. supposed to be deep and meaningful. But yeah. your name is pretty much deep and meaningful because you're a spirit animal. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you got yourself into the film industry. How, how was that journey for you? Uh, I knew pretty early that I wanted to direct. So I think 
about 13 years old, that's when I decided that's what I want to do. Which is quite interesting because most people want to be more in front of the camera. Mm. And um, and my mom also wanted to be an actress, but I never like went for that kind of need to be seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did a bit of acting afterwards, but I never really liked it. Uh, so basically when I decided to do the films, uh, I spent a lot of time researching the old kind of filmmakers and, and movies that were in, in the club cinemas. Mm. So I spent a lot of time in club cinema uh, watching the films. And then I got on a set when I was 17, uh, which was from Hell with Johnny Depp. Oh, right. So I spent, uh, I did some extra work there for like two weeks in total. Okay. And it was like my first real in- encounter with Hollywood and Hollywood mm. set. And it's, I knew, yeah, this is what I want to do. Right. So with that big, that's a big movie to be yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And so I know there's sort of a amount of effort it takes to even do like a scene and so forth. Mm. How's that? scale between doing a big being a part of a big set versus being a small set um i think on a small set like when you do your own stuff of course you don't have that much budget Mm. so it's more about uh, trying to cut the corners a lot Mm. and finding i think that's what a lot of people don't think about uh how much stuff you can actually cut out of the script that can save you money yeah so i think that's the main thing that you can't sometimes afford things that the big productions can, but you can still tell the story. Yeah. Uh, but be a bit more cautious about, I don't know, having guns on the streets because you can't, you need to get permissions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's so like, Stuff this like is that, for movie, know? it's not for like real life. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's more that you just, you just have to, it's probably a different ball game. Like you don't have so many people around you. Mm. And then you, you, we're talking about stories here. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, with a big Hollywood movie, there's so many scenes, mm. so many actors and so forth. With a smaller film, mm. you're trying to obviously reduce the amount, but t- mm. tell the same story at the same time because yeah. you want you want a beginning, middle and end. How's yeah. that sort of storytelling mm-hmm. for you? Is it easier to do something small and say, okay, I know what the narrative's going to be or do you feel like you need more time to sort of flesh it out and yeah. that comes into play with the costs and so forth? Yeah, I think that you always have to think about cost mm. and think about, okay, how much budget can I realistically get for this? And, you know, like, you just can't shoot chase scenes. Can't chase scenes. <laughs> <laughs> you need lots of time, lots of money. So it would take more time to actually get the budget. Yeah. So I think that with the first project before something really picks up, uh, you just try to make something good for budget that you can get mm, yeah so i think i think that a lot of filmmakers out there don't like the ones who are starting don't really think about that mm. um that it's really easier to focus on resources you have and make movie around that yeah yeah just get yourself out there to get the experience because your first film will not be the best yeah it's very true um i mean no one's first is yeah. always the best. well unless you're really good at your natural that is fine um i have a you know a small detail in terms of like Mm-hmm. storytelling mm-hmm. with the new generation and you know millennials in general mm. everyone's got a phone in their hands yeah. anyone can create a moment mm-hmm. anyone can create a film i can say yeah. like a short scene how's that for you do you feel like the the film industry storytelling mm-hmm. has like become more accessible because of mm. it and has it cheapened the film experience because more people mm-hmm. are more glued to their phone or do you think um, there's opportunity for something else in terms of how you tell stories yeah i think there are more opportunities if you do like youtube channels mm. and if you do these kind of things where you more want to uh 
uh, market your own brand and yourself. Yeah. Uh, with the stories, like, yeah, there is lots of festivals when you see very mediocre films, but I think, you know, you can't produce the craft. Mm. Yeah, you can, you can learn to operate the camera, but yeah. if you don't know how to tell the stories, like, the equipment will not help you to tell the stories. Yeah. And also, like, the entry into the industry is so difficult, like, to get into the, uh, to get on the film sets, to get the jobs within the film industry, like, it's really hard. Mm. So, a lot of people don't realize that if you want to do this, it's going to be really tough. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to sacrifice quite a lot unless you are really lucky and you meet someone who takes you and brings you into that industry. Mm. Um, so, I think a lot of people try it and give it up. Yeah, yeah. Because they realize that, you know, you're not going to win that Oscar with your first film. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, you're looking at it from an artistic point of view mm. and saying, okay, I want to tell these stories in a, mm. in a scale that people can appreciate it yeah. for its critical acclaim. Mm. I mean, with YouTubers and, you know, social mm. media um, filmmakers or whatever mm. you want to call it, it's, some of it just do it for the love of the attention. Yeah. But you want things to last and so forth mm. so you've already had this experience of okay yeah. I, i've fallen in love with films mm. what kind of films do you want to tell um like the first three films i did they were mostly about relationships and i think that that's it with relationships because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I've done it. laughs> yeah. i don't want to fall into that kind of female subject oh, okay you do these long dramas and people talk and talk and talk and yeah i don't really want to do that like so i'm more focusing now on uh, horrors psychological horrors mm. uh, dramas that are like that have some action in them mm. some kind of message so it's it's really quite emotional stuff that i like doing that really grabs people and holds them yeah but it's interesting because i know you don't really be the sort of box type mm. into the sort of love stories or mm. men's stories but they're the most grounded stories as well mm. because we kind of all experience yeah, yeah. different elements of what that is mm. um and then it's more relatable as mm. well but you know when you do action and horror and mm. stuff you you kind of have to use the imagination as yeah. well as you know buy into the character mm. do you find that storytelling a bit more challenging or do you think there are some ways to sort of tell that story similar to a love story yeah it depends on a script like you have to have a strong script uh so I, I am scriptwriter, but with these projects that I'm doing right now, I wouldn't write it on my own. Mm. I just need someone who really knows what they are doing. Yeah. Uh, it's always better, like I find myself, it's always better to collaborate, so I would never do film on my own. Mm. always need there's someone who I trust and who I can work with. Um, but, well, regarding the storytelling, like I mostly focus on atmosphere yeah. in a directing when I direct. Mm. So I think you can create it within any kind of genre. Yeah. And it's just about what genre you choose. Mm. I mean, when you when you try to capture the sort of uh, atmosphere and mm. the aesthetics of it, it's all done with the camera, the mm. lighting, and so forth. Is that something you've kind of learnt your way through it, or did you just have good teachers? Yeah, teaching you, how you to actually do it? do it more with actors. Mm. Like if you fail with actors, everything else fails. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like they show the story. Like if you look at some films, they don't have to be shot in a best way, but the story is there, so you don't really care about the special effects and everything. Yeah. Um, like, when it comes to the cinematography, I mostly rely on my DOP because I want to give them their own point of view if mm. they give me what I want. Yeah. Uh, so I more trust the professionals to do their work 
mm. and us collaborating rather than me being like the <laughs> kind of dictator. So <laughs> 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 it has to be like as long as the story is captured and it's cohesive yeah. and the way the film is shot is cohesive. I'm, mm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, and there are always specific shots I want, but otherwise, very often it's improvisation as well on the mm. set. Yeah, yeah. But you capture stuff that you never thought you will, you will get. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even you change some stuff about the story and experiment. Um, so, like the script never ends the way you the scriptwriter gives it to you. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the movie is always slightly different. Mm. Do you feel that surrender of control mm. um, liberating, or do you find it like, oh, I, I don't need to mess up my my child? Uh, like I wouldn't be I'm not that kind of person who would be very uh, like who would take it as a child mm. you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I would I think that I would be always reluctant to have scriptwriter on the set mm-hmm. because like, it's <laughs> unnecessary can you clash <laughs> can you imagine so I wrote this like this like this yeah. like this and now you're improvising you're changing everything yeah. that could change the whole story and can that happen can someone improvise it in such a way that the narrative of that story um, can change. No, I wouldn't do it in such a way because uh, it's planned for a reason. Mm. Uh, so when I plan my films, I also plan it, okay, will the audience like it? I know some people don't like that kind of point of view, but at the end of the day, it's entertainment. Yeah. And you have to entertain the people. Mm. You can't do the film for yourself. I think a lot of filmmakers do that. Yeah. They say, oh, this is my film and I want that this vision. Well, that vision needs to be viewed by a lot of people. Mm. They have to connect, they have to understand. That's a very good point. Um, so I don't take, I don't think I would ever do too arty film um, because I find that, I like it's an art, but it's also an industry. Yeah. It's a business. It's, you gotta make money. Yeah. Yeah. So also the ch- subjects that I'm choosing right now, they are current. Yeah. And I, I know that I have a bigger chance getting funding for those. Yeah. And how's that process for you? Do you submit yourself to festivals and try mm. to sort of get that sort of... Yeah, so now basically now we are a lot in process of acquiring scripts. Uh, so we just acquired one yesterday, mm. uh, which we are rewriting with the, with the script writer. Um, he's really good. He yeah. had a lot of stuff produced. And so I'm basically... St- I just fish around mm. and talk to people. Uh, talk to scriptwriters what they have, ask them to send me stuff, and also like now I have I have a for example subject for a feature, and I know like the st- roughly the storyline what I want there, but um, so I'm collaborating with a scriptwriter to to help me write it. Yeah, and so I just give him the subject and let's see what comes out of it. Yeah, and I think maybe we haven't done this, but a breakdown. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you got your you got your producers, you got your directors, you got your screenwriters. You got your actors. What what are the different roles? What mm-hmm. what exactly? If you were able to sort of define which one, who does what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like who is the most important? Okay, well, I think if you do the like, let's say if people want to do like independent film, they have small budget. So of course you need to decide who you have on set and who you want to pay as well. Yeah. Because uh, with certain like I don't like not paying people. Mm. Uh, I think that you can get the funding at least to pay the minimum. Yeah. Because you don't need such a big crew. So generally, for me, the key is to get a good DOP that you understand uh, and that understands you, mm-hmm. that you don't clash with. Uh, like for me as a director, that's the key person. Yeah. When it comes to storytelling, and then the producers, mm. they are also like really. You need to trust them that they 
that you won't, which happened to me before that I had to pick up the production and mm. to produce the film in the middle mm. because it just wasn't, I just wasn't getting what I needed. Yeah. yeah. And the film needs to be done. No, exactly. <laughs> you know? um, so I think around like for someone who directs those two professions are the most important yeah. and you need to trust those people. Yeah. And then you need to make sure you get a good gaffer so that you have good lighting uh, so that like the image is solid so I would always pay DOP gaffer uh, with the producers I would sign contracts so that they get profit mm. and generally now because I created the production so it's me uh, another producer uh, who is very good development producer and we're looking for the third producer yeah. so that there is three of us who can really manage the project and look for funding, look for money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest, <laughs> the biggest game. Look for money. <laughs> you find the money, you find. Yeah. How do you feel about um, crowdfunding? Get. Yeah, I did it for my last film. Okay, and how successful was that in terms was, of getting people to sort? Yeah, it was pretty good uh, because the subject was quite strong. I think that with crowdfunding, the most important is you need to find angle that touches people, mm. that people can relate to. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's. It's difficult to make some people excited. Um, yeah. And you also get access to more things if mm. people believe in it. Uh, mm. So if someone is doing it, I would recommend just find the angle that touches people again. Mm. It's all about emotions. All yeah. this oh, yeah. is about emotions. <laughs> all the emotions and then you've got someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, just speaking about, um, I guess, the whole process, mm. if we talk beforehand, mm -hmm. how did you sort of make that transition to say, okay, I'm going to start my productions? company and then we touched on your love for films but mm. did you have a day job or did yeah, you yeah of course we all have day jobs <laughs> <laughs> because like unless it's it's really difficult in film even the people who some people who make bigger films with bigger stars uh it doesn't mean that you will make money out of it you know mm. so uh i think a lot of people then end up doing more like commercials and content like that yeah yeah um, so it's, it's strange because there is this kind of, I call it thick wall that you have to break through. Once you break through, you get to the other side, <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that you will get by, you will find the connections that you need. But just to break through the big wall, I think it's, it needs a lot of resistance and you just need to keep on going. Yeah. You know? Mm. And do you feel, okay, because you've had this vision of yours mm. to to start your production you love your films so you have a great passion for mm. it you need to be surrounded with the, the, yeah. the right people to make that happen um how has how was that experience was it like trying to find someone that fitted your mold of who you are or was it like okay i want someone different to mm. come into my world and sort of feed off that energy yeah i think that you need people who are who are genuinely excited about it mm. and who you know that will keep on going yeah yeah uh, i think that's the most important like you know, making film, it's not a, it's not a rocket science. Mm. It's like project management. Yeah. Really. If you have project management skills, you can make a film. Mm. You just break it down into different roles, into different things. You know, you just let people do what they are the good, what they do the best, and you get the film. But I think it's more about, yeah, it's just the resilience is the most important because you get knocked down so much. Mm. There's so much ego in the industry as well. Mm. So you just need to get ready for that. I think if you are trying to change the industry, you will probably be very frustrated. Mm. Do you think that's something that, even though people have like this idea of what it could be, mm. conforming is, mm. is it the start of 
change or is this something that you just go okay i understand how the world is so i might as well just live in that sort of parameter yeah. that's generally my point of view <laughs> <laughs> i don't because i want to be in the industry i don't you know it's even all this with this movement all oh, get more women in the film <laughs> well i think it's the same as te- in technology industry which yeah. i know a bit about um everyone says get more women there no one does it mm. you know and if you look for example for at the female directors who are directing they're mostly actresses yeah you know? Yeah, there are people in the industry yeah, yeah, yeah. to start off with yeah. that change. So they're occupation. just plugging some hole and saying, "Hey, look, well, um, you're not resolving the problem. You're still not letting women in." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But in terms of in- inclusiveness, so if we're talking about telling stories in our modern generation, mm. I think coming from my background, mm. um, if we want to have stories told from a perspective mm. of a black man, yeah, sometimes it comes off like, "Okay, this white writer." wrote something mm. for that person here you go it's like that's not how we are that's mm. kind of a stereotype yeah do you think that also happens for women as well like okay this is how women should behave yeah and um yeah oh, yeah definitely yeah. Mm. like if you look at some films you sometimes wonder like i think it's not happened as much as it used to yeah uh but you know you you now find the strong characters but again like i think that now it goes to the other extreme like women almost need to be men I'm going to talk to you about this. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I have a theory, right? And this relates to your romance or love stories. Mm. I think in general, films and TV mm. have, they've told a narrative about relationships yeah. that is pretty much boy meets girl, girl meets yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, funny enough, like, boy chases girl, girl says, oh, I see who you are. <laughs> I like you. Yeah. And then they, they might have a problem guy might send his mm. love and affection to, to the mm. girl girl goes okay i changed your mind yeah and then they yeah. live happily ever after but then you look at relationships nowadays and it's not actually like oh, that wow. <laughs> first off <it's, laughs> if you want to really break it down that's going to be another podcast but it's it kind of shows what mm. people kind of think they, they should be doing yeah and then the expectations are not yeah, yeah, it creates a lot of disservice to people. Yeah. Because there are certain expectations that, that are not met. Mm. Um, mostly with women, I would say, more than guys. Yeah. Um, but you see it now in this kind of Tinder age. <laughs> 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 it's like definitely not the way it's portrayed in the movies. Yeah. Uh, and I believe there will be films about that. Like, yeah. there will be time for those kind of films as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that films sell a lot of fake ideas mm. do you think it's like you said drawing the emotion mm. because if i for example need l- love in my life mm. and i want a story that tells like a mm. hero's story right yeah. hero's journey someone who didn't have something uh-huh. goes out finds it faces mm. challenges overcomes mm. it gets mm. it mm. that's the formula of what a love story is yeah. in the same way like a hero superhero yeah, goes through the same yeah, journey yeah. it's the same narrative written by the same people yeah <laughs> the same story really said in different way yeah, different yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it is it's like um i think that the problem with those stories is as well it ends with the wedding very often well <laughs> just the beginning <laughs> just, really yeah exactly you've been together it's just this yeah. chapter one there's like exactly. so many other things to worry about yeah. and i think when you when you tell stories i don't know for me it'd be nice to see like a realistic point of view like mm. okay you know even if it's like a horror film whatever they, they, do you feel that there's a need for like sequels or do you think you can tell a story through one movie because mm. there's so many evolutions to yeah. that character that you kind of think can you really condense it in one mm. film 
I prefer I prefer TV series. Yeah, they tell it so well. Yeah, like they have much bigger space for the you can evolve the characters, you can work with them. Mm. So of course, like I would like that's my goal. I would love to get into directing a TV series. Yeah, yeah. Because you have that space, you spend so much time with those actors, and like I think that I'm very actor-driven director. Mm. So I mostly focus on people and managing the people, keeping them happy, keeping them excited. Um, getting the best out of them also with the crew like just keeping the set as, as calm as possible yeah and people treat it very well so that they know what they are working for mm. like I've been to sets before that no one wanted to be there <laughs> you know everyone was like my god when does it end mm. and it was huge movies yeah and I think that's very toxic and mostly it's fortunately done with a lot of male directors mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that like the female sets are a bit more calmer because we are, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you bring a, a, a level of understanding to, yeah. to the set and saying, okay, I know what your needs are. It's almost like... I think it's a level of empathy, yeah, empathy, empathy yeah. towards people. Yeah. Like, because, you, like, being in film industry is not easy and the crew doesn't have very easy life as yeah. well. Sometimes the days are really long. Mm-hmm. Also, like, if you're a freelancer, you keep on looking for, you're going from job to job. You don't know when you're going to get the job. Yeah, so it's stressful in that it sense. It is, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Like, a lot of people don't have any idea, like, what they are getting into. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, going to film, just find normal job. <laughs> so it's like sometimes not even worth it yeah like you really have to want to do it i think mm-hmm. i remember i did this um filmmaking course oh this is like a crash course in mm. um yeah filmmaking in general mm. and he was like if you want to make films for money mm. you're you're in one profession because yeah, essentially yeah, 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 yeah. You, you're just gonna lose money yeah uh, essentially you will yeah i think that if you are at it you will make it one day mm. but i think that a lot of people get depressed and frustrated mm. Like you can get very easily, like if you keep on being said no and you can't get your film into festivals and yeah. you know, like it, it gets frustrating. Mm. What do you think the alternative is? Do you think it's just worth just putting on YouTube and saying, okay, or like Vimeo and try to get some sort of audience acceptance in that mm. way in hopes that someone else sees the value that you have and then build on that momentum yeah. or do you just keep it to yourself and say, I'm going to try something else? I would do it like, like the last resort because you can't get it to a lot of festivals if you put it online. Mm. So you just just do the festival round first, pick up the festivals that are big and small, like just have it all across the board, like few big ones and and smaller ones. That mm. also good thing is to pick festivals around your area so that you can actually get to the festivals if you get in. Yeah. So I wouldn't really submit it somewhere where you know you can't travel, because mm. it's all about networking. You want to get the film into festival to go there to meet people. Yeah. To create a momentum mm. to, because it's all about people. This industry, it's about yeah. who you who you actually not even know but who you connect with and on that kind of personal level and who wants to work with you yeah and do you think how how's that networking experience is it something that is new to you because mm. a lot of people could be introverts to yeah. to begin with and then you just like it's you a have problem. to <laughs> <laughs> so, stop being introverts <laughs> <laughs> so paradox is like <laughs> I'm introvert but i have to network to make my money <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you know, int- like I think this is the misconception of this word introvert. Mm. Like I think that a lot of people call shy introvert, mm. and mm. it's completely different. Yeah, because introvert is just how you- I'm introverted. Mm. Because it's like how you get energy. Yeah, like you get energized. Life's changing for me actually now. <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> but I used to get energy like on my own, mm. and the extroverts they get energy when they are talking to people and they're out there yeah. and and. 
interacting. And there's also something like closet introvert and closet extrovert. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. So it's not as simple, you know? <laughs> so, like, anyone can network, anyone can learn. It's a skill, it's people's skill. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, you're right. And in terms of learning that skill, it's just, it's a matter of just putting yourself out there or knowing yourself and going, okay, yeah. what I have is worth of value. Yeah. And if I'm going to share my knowledge with someone, mm. someone could hopefully understand that story mm. and buy into it. And yeah. maybe that's the way to sort of get them invested. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you do it just for money or trying to make, the, get yourself famous, mm. you will have a very tough time. Yeah. Because you just have, you need to have that excitement in you mm. to know why you keep on going. Like I could have really great job in technology, for example, because that's a bit my background. Mm. I don't want to do that because yeah. you would always wonder what if. Exactly. You know, like if if you really want to go for something, go for it. But realize that you just have to keep on fueling the passion, mm. you know, and the reason why you're doing it. Otherwise, um, there is no career progression that's the problem mm. with film. Like yeah. in any other industries, you can see the career path, like, okay, if I get to this role, I can progress there, you know, there's some ladder. Film industry, it's a chaos. Mm. It's like complete chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really about creating the, the opportunities mm. and like keep on approaching people, keep on keep doing the same things or doing them a bit differently and not being worried about like being rejected because you get rejected so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, th- I think it's, that's the worst about, like for example, wanting to be a, a director. Mm. You, you just have to make it up, you know? You mm. just have to make the way up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There is no formula how to make it. <laughs> and because everyone's blueprint is probably different to mm. yours and even though they look like they're going the same direction, it's like mm. how they got there, it's all... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, there's so many factors. Like you can't, mm. I don't think you can recreate someone else's career. Mm. Yeah, no one can. Yeah, but in some industries you can because yeah, you can look at okay, this is how you get there. Okay, this is the jobs I'm gonna take. This is mm. how much time I spent in this. This yeah. is when I transfer to this role. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, there is at least some kind of. Someone's <laughs> done it before. In that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think in film, it's it's like with acting. Mm. You know, as well, there is no formula. It's like, yeah, you can help it. Yeah. Uh, by being, at the right, just by connecting to people, networking, mm. doing the stuff, keep on being active. But that's the only thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be proactive in that yeah. sense and yeah. just keep going. And I mean, if we're, if we're trying to get some inspirations to our listeners, mm-hmm. it's obviously to keep going. Because there's so much mm. out there in yeah. the world and everyone's like trying to get their name out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got, you know, it could be a short film. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, a comedy skit. It could be something mm-hmm. as small as something on Instagram. What's the best way to get people's attention? Is it to just create good art or is it to mm. create something consistent, ongoing? Yeah, I think consistency is good, but it depends the quality of the consistency as well. Mm. Because you can get, st- and I see a lot of people getting stuck in just making the same independent stuff over and over again. Yeah. Getting into the same places and not really um, pushing themselves forward in mm. a way. Yeah. And I think it all goes down to and not being scared to approach people who actually achieve something. Mm. You know, I think a lot of people just don't think that they are good enough to do that. Mm. Like to go to some executive producer and say, hey, how how did you get money for this film? Like, yeah. can you <laughs> tell me how you did it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. maybe I can pick something up there that I can reproduce as well. Yeah. And it's really about, I think, not being scared to ask for help. Yeah. I think that's that's pretty much the key because you can't make it on your own. Mm. 
Let, let, let me play a scenario here. Mm. I'm going to use me as an example. Mm. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, I've got an idea for a script. Yeah. I'm not a script writer. So mm-hmm. is it best for me to start writing the script as mm-hmm. a blueprint or should I collaborate with a screen um, script? It depends. Writer, it depends what you want. Like if you do it as a hobby and you really are just excited about going through the process on mm. your own, mm-hmm. then that's a different kind of experience that you want. Yeah. But if you want to do it because you you say to yourself, okay, in ten years I want to be good at this and mm. I, on professional level, that's also a different kind of approach. Right. You can't do everything. Yeah, you can, but like there is only few people who who do everything. Yeah. Um, so I would say. Find what you are the best at, what you really want to do. If it's script writing, mm. then I would say, okay, focus on getting being a good script script writer. Yeah. Um, but if it's more being on set and actually creating the vision, and mm. you think that someone else can write it better, I would just write the outline, put write the scenes that you really want in that, and then you find real experienced writers mm. who will write it just for for a commission or for like they just want their stuff to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really about what experience you want to have. Mm. Okay, so we touched on that. Mm. And then, okay, the script is The here. script, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> you make any choice you want. <laughs> so I have the script, yeah. now have I want to make the film. Yeah. So do I go to find a director for that? or? Yeah, well, I... it depends again if you want to direct or if you want to produce it produce or what it, you yeah. want to do. Okay, that's a very good question. I mean, it can be both. Yeah, well, you can. No, no, no don't, very, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. In theory, you can be that, but it's not good. I wouldn't do that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's very different. Pro- it's very different. You need very different personalities for producing and directing. Mm. I hate producing. I generally always end up doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's because it's all about, like, when you direct, you have to be free and you have to be there with the actors. You have to be able to just think creatively. And then you need to figure out what to where you find lunch for people. Mm. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. a bit different thought, isn't it? Yeah, it's two sides of the brain thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly what what it is. It's yeah. completely different parts of the brain colliding if you do these two jobs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would really say, whatever. You, if you want to produce, find the director that you trust, mm. and that you know will get that excitement in them mm. again i think that's i keep on repeating it yeah. i think that's a key and or if you if you want to uh, what did i say so if you want to direct make sure you find producer that you trust okay because yeah those those two elements can okay. make or break a set and yeah like yeah, a, yeah. yeah and then in terms of, i mean the process in its own right the produce it, the funding of it like mm-hmm. you mentioned okay i have this nice i have this good script i found my people mm-hmm. but i need money to yeah but you can go those two ways like either you decide to do crowdfunding yeah uh, which is probably more instant mm. uh, because you can just put it out there and start looking for money yeah uh, a lot of people get it just from their networks mm. uh, but you can then connect with different organizations depending on what again what is your subject and what is your message mm-hmm. so i don't know if your message is domestic abuse you can connect with organizations who support that and, yeah. and they can um, you can spread the word to their members. Yeah. Uh, so it's really, it's all about research at that stage. Mm, exactly. And again, not being scared to approach people and approach anyone you think might be interested and could help. That, yeah, and I think with, with that, you kind of create the audience in its own mm, way exactly. as yeah, well. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, it works in two parts. So yeah, it's it, always good to create a website as well, like for yeah. the project on mm. its own. Mm. 
uh, and or you have the other option which is start applying for fundings there's lots of them yeah it's just uh, it's just uh, another game mm. uh, it just can be more longer term game mm-hmm. uh, very often with short films you can you can put them together with not that much budget with features you can't yeah <laughs> so for features you need to get some funding yeah from different sources and then when you're talking about a short film are we talking about like under 10 minutes or yeah it yeah. can be between like i prefer under 10 minutes yeah because again you have better chance getting it out there mm, yeah um i think that if you get above 20 minutes it's a bit too much too much yeah unless you have big bigger budget and you have good kind of team behind that that who can distribute it properly or or market it properly to get distribution mm-hmm. it's another good game again like yeah. but if you have very low budget and you don't think about the marketing uh, just do it shorter. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Make it three minutes. But no, yeah. I mean, it depends on how you want to tell the story again. And um, I, you know, the more I kind of think about attention span, do you mm-hmm. think because of the way we are consuming, do you mm. think it's shorter and shorter? Do you think people don't have the attention to focus no, on things, or it's just an audience? I think that because if you think about now, people watch more TV series. That's a good point. You can you know? binge watch the whole thing in yeah, yeah, yeah. five hours. Versus, yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's the attention span. It's more like the kind of... I always think about it logically, like, where can I get this film? Hmm. Because if you make a film, you want people to see it. Yeah. If you keep it shorter, you have better chance getting it to festivals. That's, that, that's, that's the point. bottom line of it. You yeah. Know? yeah. And the short films, I wouldn't take it as like some huge message you want to say mm. like as a filmmaker you want to get to the point where you make the feature that's that's where you can really convey the message mm-hmm. the short films they are your advertisement yeah they are your calling card mm. it's something like model portfolio you know mm. okay. you know yeah. um, you make those films to get to the festivals to network yeah that's and hopefully win some awards it's the, <laughs> you know but that's your calling card that's your way in yeah and then I, yeah that's an interesting way to sort of see things because maybe from a smaller scale you're mm. like okay I want to just put something out there mm. but a lot of people are trying to make bigger films mm. and tell bigger stories mm. and something that's probably more meaningful with a bigger yeah. budget and stuff and, and I never thought about it from that perspective mm. I always thought it from an amateur perspective of oh, yeah, like, yeah. let me just make a short film and just kind of get it out there and yeah. people like it great if they don't whatever <laughs> <laughs> it depends again what you want if yeah. you just do it for fun and for enjoyment you can do whatever you want mm. But if you want to build a career out of that, I think you always have to think one step ahead. Yeah. You mustn't forget about the marketing. You mustn't forget about the PR. Mm. You always should keep something in the budget for that. Yeah. Um, to be able to get it to places. Mm. Yeah. So it's really like project management. Yes. Yeah. So you, yeah. <laughs> do you think there's do you think there's a gap in terms of um, people not having that skill, or do you think that's something that they should know from the beginning? I think they should realize that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, people don't think about it. They think about it as art. Yes, it's art when you shoot it. It's art when you're editing it in that moment. Mm-hmm. The other moments around, it, it's business. Yeah. You know? So it's funny because, you know, this is normally a business podcast, but we've gone into <laughs> film. But it's still it's a business. business. <laughs> it's still yeah, a business at the end of the day. So yeah. even though you have some artistic natures to everything mm. that you're doing, at the end of the day, there's money involved, there's people oh, yeah, involved, yeah, yeah. there's schedules and so forth. Yeah. It's all about... Like you said, project management, kind of moving things around where you, they need to be, making sure there's a beginning, middle and end, mm. and, and making that work. Yeah. yeah. Well, mostly with bigger projects, like if someone gives you a million or two for a film, 
They want to make it back. But exactly. It's an investment. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, oh, I'll give you money, de-web you want and yeah. break even. Yeah, like, so they have to trust you that you have that skill to, to actually deliver, de- deliver projects that people will like. Mm. Yeah. And very often it's not the kind of selfish art vision that you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to fund it yourself and yeah, um, well, yeah, uh, do I everything. Yeah, I could. It's a few millions, you know, <laughs> to make a film. <laughs> I'm sure someone's done it. A bad people do it. A lot of people do it, yeah. It's yeah. like, I think even Michael Bay does it. Yeah, like if you get money, like of course I would just do it as well, you know. Um, I mean, I I love films that are escapist uh-huh. in, in terms of things. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm a guilty pleasure. Like I love the whole superhero genre, yeah, which is and sci-fi and all that stuff. Mm. Um, do you think what's what's a better film? Do you think escapism is a better film or something grander in, in reality? Uh, I prefer the escapism as well because I think that's the main reason for the films mm-hmm. um, like yes there is probably space for the films that are very depressive and but people don't want to generally watch them you know yeah, yeah. like you have to find time you have to find mood for that mm-hmm. you have to be mentally stable for those <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> so um, I wouldn't make those films like I am now I'm now actually researching a subject about refugees and I would love to do a mm. feature about that so I'm now collect doing research uh, to be able to write a story. Yeah. But again, I think that I will again step back and approach it from the perspective people still need to be able to watch it. Mm. And yes, be affected by it. Yeah. But still not in a way that they just don't want to go watch it at all because someone said it's so depressive. Mm. Yeah. I think there always has to be that light. You have to keep the lightness there because you are not trying to pursue people about to change their mind you just want to inspire them to do something exactly and feel yeah. something yeah you want to come out yeah. feeling okay maybe I could do something different or maybe that's inspired yeah, yeah. me to look at things differently or, yeah exactly you know if it's escapism maybe it made me forget about a certain period of my mm. you know, life right now and I can mm. use that to sort of start conversations with someone else yeah no exactly and I think that you can it's very it's very difficult line to find mostly with these kind of subjects like mm. how do you still make it mainstream yeah. How do you still make it that people can go and watch it and they don't feel really depressed? Because mm. you don't want to f- make them feel depressed. Mm. You want them to feel like, okay, this is not right, and I want to do something about it. Yeah. yeah. But I can feel that those people are humans. Yeah, <laughs> <you exactly. know? laughs> and so I think that for me, that's the balance I always try to find. Mm. I don't want to make film for a few people, I want to make it for masses. Yeah. And I don't want to make them feel like they have to <laughs> cover their eyes when they are watching scenes, you know? Because <laughs> some filmmakers do that. Yeah. And I think that's not as well the right approach unless you want to be very artistic and very uh, club movies kind of person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everyone can feel like, you know what, this yeah. is good. And do you think it's easy to sort of focus on a genre for a specific age or do you think it's easy to sort of say, okay, I'm going to do it for everyone? I think that like it depends what you are good at. Like I know that I wouldn't want to do comedies. I know I'm not good at comedies. Mm. Um, so I'm really better with atmosphere and with uh, suspense and um, just those kind of scenes and films. And also like with interaction of actors. So I wouldn't go down that route because I know that's not my strong point. Yeah. So I think that you just need to find what you are strong at and go for that, mm. uh, because you will be, you will be put in a box. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. This is the kind of films you will do. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you'd like, be like, I'm sick of making these comedy films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would be like, if I didn't want a comedy, that's it. I'm stuck with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right, last two questions. Um, what's I mean, what's the end goal for you? Is it really to obviously you said to break into the industry mm. to make bigger films and stuff? Do you feel like the accolades matter to you as well, or do you think mm-hmm. it's kind of like okay, if I get something great, if I don't, I'm in the industry I love. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna create as much as I can yeah like at this point like I just want to make my stuff but yes I would love to just be hired by someone to do something yeah um, and do something bigger mm. like I'm, I'm not very precious about my own writing so uh, I would love to work with other people's works and and mm. stuff yeah so I think yeah it's like to, to direct big TV series I think that's the goal yeah That'd be amazing. Yeah, Netflix, be... Amazon Prime, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> no, Maybe just... The Boys Five. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, if just for any advice to anyone mm-hmm. who's probably wants to get into the industry or is thinking about it. Yeah, just realize it's gonna be very tough. Um, you have to be very good with people. Yeah. You have to be genuine, I think, and you need to be willing to help because it's about the network you create around you. And I think you shouldn't be stuck too much in your network as well. Yeah. And keep on meeting new people and, and ask people for help. Mm-hmm. And if you can, just find some job in the industry, which is very tough to, to do. Mm. So I think it's almost easier to do your own stuff <laughs> <laughs> and to get funding for that. Yeah. Um, but it really depends. I think that's really about the decision. Do you want to be an employee or do you want to be an artist? Mm. You know, because if you get employed in the industry, you m- will become an employee. Mm. If you want to be an artist, that's a completely different lifestyle you, you will have to take. You will have to sacrifice quite a lot. You will have to find a way how to finance yourself and not burn out at the work that you do to mm. finance yourself. Yeah. So I first would make this choice. Do you just want to work in the industry or do you want to create something that's yours? Mm. And that's completely different ways that you will have to take. Yeah, I think that's a very powerful statement, uh, especially with the idea of even from an entrepreneurial standpoint, mm. it's kind of the same question as well. Mm. You know, yeah. do, you, do you want to be out there trying to figure things out? But yeah. you only have one moment in life to sort of do something, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what people tell me. Like, you just need to go for it because, like, I hate when people say, oh, if, even if you fail, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> <laughs> not an option. <laughs> I didn't say that. No one wants to fail. I understand. No, yeah. but I, I believe that if you keep, go, keep on being at it and, I would say meditate a lot or find something to keep your mind happy. Yeah. Because I don't think that, I think most people fail because they stop, because they give it up, mm. because they get depressed. Yeah. Because if you are at it, you will get there, you'll just meet someone who will help you eventually. Mm. Um, so I think it's just keep on going and keep on trying new things, doing new things. Yeah. Don't do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So definitely just to, if something's working, keep going. If something, mm might need to calibrate some things that might not work for you the way yeah. you want it to be. And, yeah, 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 they will not. I mean, surely at the beginning, you will, you will figure things out. Yeah. And then obviously surround yourself with people who kind of are in that industry to sort of leverage. If you oh, can yeah, yeah, and yeah. And don't, yeah. Be, don't be scared to ask for help. Yeah, yeah. And keep on looking for people who are more experienced than you always. Yeah. That, that's quite useful to, to anything in terms of whether it's filmmaking mm. or just in life or careers yeah. or entrepreneurship. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a whole network yeah. that's out there 
we're trying to do the same thing if you're in the same sort of mm. world as well. So Yeah, and I, w- I would say get the fame kind of thought out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> because that will, that will hold you back. Um, this is a business, it's a craft. Mm. It's not about one person. Um, and also it mustn't intimidate you when you meet people or they achieve something. Yeah. Because you will, you have to work with them on that level, on on the personal level. So, mm. um, I think it helps if you don't do it for fame. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think that's quite, you know, that's another subject matter. But I think when you kind of say, "Oh, I'm only doing this because of money, mm. fame," you know, people accept acceptance and stuff like that. And you get desperate as well. Yeah, it shows. That's the worst. Yeah. yeah, I believe that when you have that intention, that energy kind of comes mm. out of you, and people can sense. Your, your motives oh, yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely and it's, it's all about like how people like you like i would recommend anyone go and study people skills mm. forget about anything else um study negotiating skills um do something because i did hypnotherapy for example yeah. so i made money on side <laughs> and it taught me a lot about how to interact with people so do something like that um work with people observe people learn the empathy yeah uh, because then I think that's the most important skill in anything mm. learn how to interact with people so it's all about people it's every about industry people. is about people let's be a programmer <laughs> <laughs> and even then it's like test is like hey this is not good <laughs> you can get away with that as a programmer you know you can be shit with people <laughs> but I think that's any creative industry well unfortunately mm. Fair, fair play. <laughs> so again, I, I think that was a nice way to sort of close um, this episode. Mm. Um, do you have anything to plug? Do you have a website? Yes. Uh, well, I have a website. It's going to be up soon. Well, it's still up. It's now up, but not fully. Yeah. So it's uh, www.angrywombatfilms.com. Okay. And uh, maybe because I'm now looking for something, if I can say that. Uh, because I'm now researching the film about refugees, mm-hmm. so if anyone has any connection to any charity who deals with refugees or works with refugees directly, uh, if they could get in touch, it would be great, um, because I'm looking for stories. I want to make the story as authentic as possible. So I'm just looking to talk to people about that. Right. I'm, I'm very excited for what's to come. Yeah, me uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be there, I'll be there listening and watching and you know, obviously making sure that, you know, your vision has come to life and I'm, I'm very excited to obviously see what happens next thank you um so yeah thank you for being my second guest in season two and um, thanks to all the listeners and take care guys bye-bye <laughs> hey podcast listeners thanks for listening and thanks for my special guest and thanks for clicking that play button but i need you to do four things for me i want you to like comment subscribe and share this content it will help tremendously with the growth of this podcast and i'm producing more content than ever so i want you guys to be the first to know and i want others to know as well so do those four things for me and help this podcast grow to a bigger platform thanks for listening